Hey, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kelly. And we've been friends for 15 years. We're the hosts of Meet Cute and Mistletoe, a podcast dedicated to celebrating the most ridiculous aspects of today's holiday romance movies. We met while working at a publishing company and became friends through our shared love of sci-fi dramas and rom-coms, especially those Christmas ones. Years ago, I started hosting Christmas movie nights at my house where the festivities moved from drinking games to full-on bingo, calling out the common tropes and themes of these formulaic love stories. But with this year's pandemic, the holiday season looks a bit different. We might not be able to meet up in person, but we can still have a good time. The Christmas party has gone digital and you're invited. So grab a warm blanket and a cup of hot cocoa and cozy up with us while we discuss this week's meet cute. Hey guys, Lindsay again. And I'm still Kelly. This week, we're discussing the Netflix original rom-com, Holiday, a movie that alleges that the best place for today's singles to meet is back at the mall. And before we get started, though, let's lay out the rules of the game. If you haven't done so already and feel like playing along, go to our website and download a bingo card. They're there for free because we love you, cuties. It's at meetcuteandmistletoe.com or follow the links on our Twitter at MC Mistletoe Pod and all other social at Meet Cute and Mistletoe. You can play along as you watch the movie on your own time and we'll call out all the tropes as we discuss. We'll also be determining that coveted center square for a truly special plot point at the end. But because no party is complete without a sweet treat, Kelly's first going to share with us a signature snack that she cooked up special to go along with this week's movie. Kelly, what did you make? Um, what says Christmas like gingerbread cookies? And what says Elaine like those sad, burnt gingerbread elf cookies she made on Christmas? <laughs> Honestly, I don't want one. <laughs> We didn't have to delve too deep into this film to find our treat of the week. In fact, within the first five minutes, we learned that Sloane's mom isn't a baker or really a cook at that. But unlike Elaine's cookies, these are baked just right. Crispy once cooled and nicely chewy once the royal icing has set. Check out our recipe on our website at meetcuteandmistletoe.com. They're adorable too. Well, so now that we've got our gingerbread elf cookies and bingo cards ready, are you ready to go on a holiday? <laughs> strap <Yes>. in. <laughs> yeah, strap in because it's one insanely bumpy ride and we're about to hit every major beat on the plot as we go. There will be spoilers. So act one, which I've lovingly titled Holidating is a Thing. Um, starting off... We meet Sloane, a wisecracking, candy-loving, yet somehow still rail-thin, ambiguously employed remote <laughs> worker whose family never lets her forget she's single, despite the fact that she's still very much nursing a broken heart from her last relationship, which ended like months ago. Mm -hmm. She just spent Christmas sneaking cigarettes and admiring her aunt's casual dating philosophy while her younger brother ambushed the dessert with a surprise proposal to a girl he just met. 
now we jump across town to meet Jackson, an Australian pro golfer, question mm. mark? <laughs> <laughs> who seems to think that every American holiday requires a date. Like, honestly, is he looking for love or just incredibly lonely? I genuinely cannot tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jackson has decided that tagging along for Christmas dinner with the fam was an appropriate third date and was then surprised to be welcomed with way too open arms from the family, all holding matching ugly Christmas sweaters. And so he bolted right after his clingy date um, serviced him in her childhood bedroom, I guess. Oh my God. (laughs) Then she gifted him three pairs of pants, then demanded a gift in return. So he bolted. Um, Rightly so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, her childhood bedroom, what was that? That pink explosion of dolls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember my childhood bedroom looking fairly similar to that. However, it changed like once I turned like nine or 10 years old. Like yeah. I certainly graduated from the dolls to, you know, like teen bop photos, you know, poster. <laughs> and she has a clapper. <laughs> 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 it is a really good point to note. <laughs> Although I feel like that was the only sane part of that room. Like I was like, right. sure. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Everything else. I don't know, man. Yeah. I also like really coming out hot with some super over the top top sexuality at the beginning of this movie yeah and it just had me wondering like who is the audience for this movie and legitimately like was it intended for theaters because it just is like I could see that maybe playing as some sort of raunchy holiday comedy on the big screen big screens but it was jarring to see it for a Netflix movie also like I guess maybe they're thinking it's for a date night for people or like a couple who've been watching this but I was just like wow I don't know I yeah it's 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 I think this this film you know we're just starting to unpack it but I I feel like this is your anti your anti hallmark lifetime totally Christmas movie holiday movie this is it's the antithesis of all of those things however it does have those common tropes which well yeah I mean that's the funny thing is that while being anti it manages to do every single basically every single thing um yeah so anyways well so basically we jump to their meet cute (laughs) in the mall (laughs) which it's while they're arguing with a poor retail worker who's just (laughs) trying to get you know they're trying to get as much money back as possible for their terrible gifts and this woman is I'm sure having like the worst day, the worst week of her life. It's the worst. Which brings us to Jackson. He's 
very much kept the pants that were gifted to him after he skipped out on his crazy date. And, um, you know, after convincing a girl in line who is legitimately labeled as Princess Leia in the credits, which I found interesting, obviously given her hairstyle, but why was that a thing? Um, You know, they convince her to buy their crappy returns from them. And Jackson and Sloan then commiserate over their bad holiday dating experiences and decide to remove the pressure and awkwardness by, hey, let's be each other's date for New Year's Eve, where they have a fabulous time despite falling flat on the dance floor while trying to recreate the dirty dancing lift, because okay, which when she did or didn't rip her dress, it's very unclear. And then they missed the big ball drop kiss moment, which I think was the entire point of them going on the date in the first place was to, you know, have someone already built in. So it was just a little confusing. I mean, the date was going pretty well leading up to that. So yeah, it was, I mean, everything, everything fell flat when they fell flat. (laughs) I was living for that scene, by the way. I am all about a musical dance number. (laughs) And I love Dirty Dancing. And when she started to, when they cleared the path and she was walking (laughs) down in that white dress (laughs) with the red stain on it. With the murder stain. With the murder stain on it. (laughs) Which will The least wine stain ever. Do you switch dresses (laughs) with this woman in this situation? (laughs) Do you switch dresses in a in a in a dance club? Every single time I've ever been in a dance club, I mean not on New Year's, like it is hot, gross. Yeah. Sure, you make friends with the person while you're oh cute lipstick, whatever. I've never been like cute lipstick, can I have it? Right. (laughs) Cute dress. Can I borrow, can I take it from you? No. Can borrow it? But uh, yeah, that was that moment of her walking down in that dress and jump, like jumping into the arms of Jackson. I was living for it. You were I, sold. I love it. I was like, yes, 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 yes. And then the fall and it's like, of course, there's going to be a fall. We're expecting the fall because this is not, this is not your, you know, romantic drama this is a romantic comedy so I mean honestly it was so like hyper realism in that part that I genuinely was like oh like it's a dream sequence or someone yeah is having envisioning or whatever I just was like oh my god this is really happening in this movie according to reality of this movie this is really happening so yeah so we get to the end of the date and Jackson tries to nail down Valentine's Day plans. You know, it's obvious that he, he mentions that he thought, you know, it was a, they had a good time. It didn't suck. And Sloan <laughs> says, no, thanks. No need for your services, basically. And they part ways on the premise of never seeing again, except that we're only 25 minutes into the movie. So clearly mm-hmm. that's not happening. But I really, really want to know, like, is this a cute meet cute? Is this a good holiday? Are you confused about the premise of holidaying? I was very confused about it. At this point, I was like, okay, if you need a holiday, then it's for like your fake dating, right. for, you know, 
he has a company event he has to go to and bring someone to or her family is pestering her and she needs to get them off her back like that makes sense to me but the apparently the premise is just like it's nice to have someone to hang out with on a holiday and you know we we were required to celebrate holidays or something or yeah of course you need a, a a date for a holiday um as a single person i relate to the idea of like how great to have someone to hang with you you know while you're to celebrate in some way but as a a plot premise i find it really flimsy um yeah i the i don't think the meat cute was meant to be cute okay. i think it's i think it's a meat cute for scrooges gotcha. and these two people are scrooges and this is their way these two characters are coming together i okay. think that's what i got from it and in terms of ho- the concept of holiday i to understand Sloane's motivation. I think she has a very overbearing mother who um, she has, a you know, her, her brother just got engaged and she's still heartbroken from this breakup. And, um, you know, Jackson is a cock block and he is kind of like this person who True. can make her mom miserable. Right. I she <laughs> likes, I really genuinely believe she likes making her mom upset. Um, and Good that point. her mom has no control over, over her. Right. Um, in terms of Jackson's motivation, I really don't understand why would he be up to this, this huge task, this, you know, this like commitment, this year long commitment that they are making a deal on um other than loneliness and boredom i mean he does say oh i was you know maybe it's later i don't know where he says that to they he had spent 10 days like chained to a tree or something after having going on a date for earth day and i was just like the hell's going on a date on earth day just to like go on a date on earth day (laughs) if it's not with someone or it's it it sounds like like he needs a reason to ask people out and I'm just like I'm sorry with a face like that you don't need a reason to ask somebody out no no do we want to talk about Jackson's attractiveness (laughs) do you find him less than (laughs) No, I think that he is a really handsome man. Um, he's Australian, so I think anytime There's a guy an has, has an accent, it's like, oh, you went from like a seven sure. to like a nine, or you went from a four. Like you went up a couple of tiers. Um, he, however, looks a lot older than what he actually is. Okay, he looks so much older than her. Also. Yeah. Like, do you think that they wrote this as we want an Australian or they cast him and then they were like, oh, we better throw a shrimp, shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> Just like a few <laughs> other lines here or there. And oh like legitimately God, yeah. do Australians say car keys for khakis? Yeah, I have to know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I should find out. There, I, I think I, Yeah. I if you're some... listening to this and yeah. you're Australian or you know an Australian, like, 
inquiring minds want to know. We would love to know. We would love to know. Um, yeah, but he, and I think in, in real life, their ages are very similar. I think they're like a year or two in terms of like, he's only older than her by like two years, but to that effect, Emma Roberts looks a lot younger than what Uh. she is. She, she's still, she's very, very young looking. Yeah, yeah. She looks like she's in her early mid twenties. Yeah. Um, she's beautiful, but she looks really young. Whereas he's beautiful, but he looks a lot older. Did so you look up their ages? Of, yeah. She is like 29 and he's 31. Oh, phew. Okay, cool. I, I feel creepy yes. if I think someone's cute who's younger than 30 at this point. <laughs> um yeah basically right off the bat like literally the first five minutes we hit a ton of bingo it's uh, so good tropes yeah so we've got (laughs) we've got a reindeer we've got a santa suit we've got a disapproving family we have a cute kid we've got token diversity we've got a (laughs) holiday proposal a town scrooge in sloan a ridiculous holiday sweater on that whole crazy family and literally that's like the first five minutes and then you know we once once they meet and they start talking we get a reference to the name of the movie and then we round it out on their first holiday of the year with a dance number and an adorably klutzy fall so Mm -hmm. i mean potentially you have bingo just about right there you, you could have won by yeah now. <laughs> if, if you've got the game over bending, bingo card, you just won. game but over yeah. would you question yeah would you consider sloan swapping dresses with that girl a charitable act Ooh. because like we said earlier i wouldn't do that I wouldn't do it either. So that's a good point. I I didn't notice, but you know what? I think you convinced me. Yep. We're going to add that. We're adding that. It's official. Charitable Mm -hmm. act. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) So we head into act two at this point, which I've titled finger pun fun for the whole fam. So we cut to Valentine's Day where Sloane is depression shopping at a candy store and run in runs into her ex, Luke, and his hot new thing. Uh, Jackson somehow just so happens to be walking by and see the awkward run and unfold. So he swoops into the rescue and, uh, you know, as they're talking afterwards, he convinces her to resume their holiday dating until further notice with a couple of rules that they've laid out. So we've got no pressure, no judgment, and no friends with benefits. Hmm. Wonder how long that's going to last. <laughs> they start going on holidays and things are going great. They've got a St. Patrick's pub hang with Slows, her sister and her brother, who apparently already knows Jackson. Uh, an Easter lunch where Kristen Chenoweth iconically shows up in a Playboy bunny, bunny costume and a with a date named Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say we see what you did there, K-Chen, and we like it. Um, I'll just say as a girl whose own mother, sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, I'm, yes, I'm calling you out (laughs) as a girl (laughs) whose own mother tried to set her up on a date 
with the family household pool boy <laughs> on Easter. <laughs> that is a real thing that happened in my life. Oh my God. I would have paid any amount of money to have a date named Jesus there. <laughs> oh, it would have been so perfect. You're like, yes, I will date you. Are you a carpenter also? <laughs> Because that would be amazing. Carpenter beats pool boy any day. Um, and I love how she catches the the candy in her boobs. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> right. Her character is over the top, and I love it. Yes, her, it's she's the one of my favorite amount of over the top. Also, can we talk about um, them playing move, bitch, get out the way? As the kids yes, are it was so good. It's so, perfect. it's so perfect. It's so perfect. Tonally, I was like, this is amazing. This yes, is so good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So then we cut to Cinco de Mayo where they get so tequila wasted that they wake up completely unsure whether they have had sex or not. And it takes us to Mother's Day. And this is where I finally feel like this holiday, like this holidaying thing actually makes sense because her mother is so genuinely awful about her single status that like legitimately who could handle being around her and it 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 finally makes sense to me while why they're going on holidays because up until that like did you did you need to go out and celebrate Cinco de Mayo as a white chick and an Australian white guy (laughs) like (laughs) St. Patty's Day is you know I get that it's a big deal in Chicago where this is, you know, set and mm-hmm. they, they show like a second of, uh, everything's green, but yeah, you know, right, they, right, right. they turn the river green, but I, I was just like, they don't need to be doing something on these days. <laughs> yeah. They don't need to yeah. be finding a holiday so that they don't end up, you know, tied to a tree for 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah. So then this brings us to the fateful 4th of July, where Jackson <laughs> literally blows his finger completely <laughs> off with an M80 firework. <laughs> and, and like, I cannot stress enough this romantic comedy <laughs> that like... <laughs> Literally anyone could go watch this movie on Netflix right now. And it has a scene with children sifting through sand for a severed finger. Like seriously, who is this movie for? I love, (laughs) I love, I, we don't talk about, we haven't talked about him yet, but Alex Moffat from SNL plays the, the husband. Oh my God. He's Uh, literally my favorite character. He's so funny. And it, he had the best quote. He says, uh, do we have the finger? (laughs) (laughs) And then Uh, rightly decides to not leave his children in the care of the degenerates who let the finger fly off of the hand to begin with. She takes him to the emergency room where her mother's hot single neighbor, Farouk, shows up 
this doctor and he saves Jackson's finger and the holiday with an apparent emergency day reattachment surgery (laughs) that will have literally no bearing whatsoever on Jackson's literal professional golfing career. (laughs) Again, question mark at that Mm -hmm. golfing career, professional golfer. And... Seriously, like, why is she not interested in Farouk? Is it just because her mother's putting him forward because he is a hot doctor and he's, he had me at the fingers crossed fun? Yeah, he's he is really attractive. And when his character is introduced in the Easter scene, um, he it he he comes in wearing a bunny costume and you see him playing with the kids, and you're like, okay, this guy's super, super handsome. He is excellent with children he is a nice guy from what we can tell and he's a doctor (laughs) doctor beats what pro golfer (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) that is exactly my question too and i was like oh are we really gonna have a love triangle here i mean he's seriously hotter than jackson for sure absolutely the actor we are talking about is Manish Dayal. Um, he is very he's chef's kiss. <laughs> he is chef's kiss. Attractive. Um, yeah. He's been on The Resident. Uh, he's been on a bunch of other shows. And he's just... Well, call me Manish. Yeah. As we close out the act, um, Sloan has brought Jackson back home and she's settling him back home post-surgery and says goodnight. And they have this really kind of emotion-filled moment between the two of them. And it's obvious he doesn't want her to leave. It's obvious she doesn't want to leave. But it's one of those, you know, each person looks when the other one's not seeing them. And then she leaves. So um, to close it out, we get one more holiday rule which is leave no date behind and that closes out this scene or this act okay (laughs) can we just like (laughs) for a split second (laughs) unpack his golfing career (laughs) because he works at a like a gym right (laughs) or like at a gym like the first time I watched this, I was like, so he works at the mall. <laughs> like that's why he's at the mall. But I think he's just always at the mall. But he works at Which is I, another another whole thing. Yeah. I think that he just works at a golf course and he's a golf pro in that you could get lessons with him. Like, because if he, when I hear professional golfer, I mean, he calls himself a professional athlete and she rightfully laughs at him for it. We never see him play. (laughs) He's a professional golf clothing wearer. (laughs) That's about it. Yes. He wears the polo shirts. But he, and he wears them well, but Mm -hmm. so he, we know that he had, he at least surfed when he was 10 and his perfect Christmas where he got his first own set of his golf clubs and a surfboard. So he's this sporty surfer kid in Australia who grows up, moves stateside to landlocked Chicago, where it's like 
deathly hot and humid or fucking freezing. freaking cold very cold <laughs> i just i don't i i was like i don't buy any of this we don't know I, why he moved they don't I, give any sort of backstory to him it would not have been hard to throw a line in right there or just don't even go there that's 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 what i thought too i was like you either mention this or you take it out because now the audience is like wait what what's going on I, that's it just made me feel another thing i'm like we could have done more editing there, there could have been more opportunities for cuts in this film. yeah it kind of makes me wonder if they did cut some stuff like it was too long and so True. because i also why bring up that her brother has taken lessons york first of all york okay we're alone we're an abby super normal name yes <laughs> anyways why bring up that york has taken golf lessons with jackson so we establish oh they're buddies uh, just for some sort of throwaway joke that his fiance doesn't know that he you know golfs like wow he they must not know each other but it they, just, they've only been they've only started dating i mean it's been like six months or something but <laughs> i i just i i don't i don't know it also seemed throwaway it seemed like they were trying to come up with ways of like giving the next some thing. more connecting for sure but giving more of a backstory to jackson or some sort of like he's a real person but i'm not mm -hmm. buying it so mm -hmm. Um, I, I do want to mention, um, but the one line that had me legit cracking up was when he does swoop in and save her from Luke and his girlfriend, Felicity, and he, uh, ends it by saying, okay, bye, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's great. Felicity. And I was like, so I good. mean, it, you know, it's it's maybe a little a little done of a line but it was unexpected and made me laugh so bingo in this act honestly was very light on any mm -hmm. of the tropes yes. and i think it's because they jam-packed so many into the start so lot, really yeah. really all we've got here is running with an x but it was a big run-in because mm -hmm. it started them up you know on the on the holidays again so we move into act three too much poo and <laughs> if you've seen the movie yet you know why if you mm -hmm. haven't seen the movie now you know what to avoid <laughs> so jackson's adorably over the moon about their non-platonic vibes it's like kind of genuinely really cute yes. um but joe uh, sloan is freaking out and so he's like talking with his ambiguously employed golf coworker friend who talks him out of going to her brother's wedding, even though it's on Labor Day, which would be a holiday. He's like, mm -hmm. girls freak out at weddings and it'll get too serious and stereotype, stereotype, stereotype. Yeah. Um, but her sister Abby says that if he still wants to go to the wedding together, then that means he likes her for sure. So mm -hmm. they have a conversation and they do that thing where they're both like, think they're going to say the same thing at hey, the same time, but don't. What are yeah, you do? exactly. So 
they don't. So mm-hmm. that means that Sloane shows up to the wedding with Farouk, which finally makes complete sense because oh, hi, yeah. hot mm-hmm. doctor. Thank you. <laughs> That's where I'd end the movie. <laughs> yes. So my, <laughs> this actually Credits. makes sense. There we go. Credits. And Jackson goes with Kinky and Susan, which again, kind of here for it. Love it. Um, They've clearly made each other jealous, but the problem's quickly solved when Farouk literally runs off with Aunt Susan, and I'm here for that, too. (laughs) I ship this couple so hard. Uh, I titled them Saruk. I like it. The 2019 couple uh, of the year. They're great. I I like it. So this means that Jackson and Sloan are back to holidaying for Halloween in a sexy couple's pirate costume where they run in yet again with Luke, the hot (laughs) French beatnik, and his now excessively pregnant young Boothang. And Sloan is drunk and full of candy and she starts to feel seriously sick. So Jackson takes her home because no holiday left behind. We see Aunt Susan walk up to Abby asking for an antacid because, okay, only to discover yeah. she's actually been handing out laxatives. <sighs> Lots to unpack. This is the kind of Halloween trick or treat horror that our parents have freaked out about for the last 30 years. Why is this happening in this movie? Is <laughs> like... <laughs> laxatives. <laughs> who has a big bottle of laxatives in their home <laughs> I, I what and she had the big bottle like do, did you see like they had the the like store size bottle that she put into her purse I guess that she brought with her to the party which again it's a lot was, it's, a, it's a lot of laxatives it's, Even, a, it's a lot that's a lot of laxatives or antacids you don't need yeah. 80 you don't no. need 80 tablets that's what i was gonna say with you if if we're if we're going off of oh she thought she brought tums like who brings i know she's a mom of four but like who brings a big thing of antacid to a, a party and nobody that's not really gonna help with drinking no and, no. and was, what, what was her they- thinking like was her thinking like, oh, you're, we're going to eat so much Halloween candy at this party? I don't know. No, it was a no. very bizarre premise. But yes. all, you know, anyways, that just brings us to now we know what's wrong with Sloan. And which makes the next scene, honestly, for me, barely watchable. Yes. Like, <laughs> especially knowing why she feels sick. It's like oh God, what, where are you going with this? What exactly are you going to do? So Jackson is practically ripping off her clothes as she runs for the toilet. And she's just, wearing this corset that she can't get out of. Um, thank God they cut away, but we didn't, no, 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 no. Yeah. I was not laughing. <laughs> No, I was like gross. I was out. cringing, and I'm like, maybe this is what how we're supposed to feel. We're supposed to feel really cringed out. I don't know. So she begs him to leave, but he stays. He 
cleans her up, he tucks her into bed, and he lovingly reassures her that he'll never share her embarrassing story. And so we fade to black in this part of the movie with them both in bed. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have lots of problems with this yes. whole portion of the movie. Yes. Um, can we jump back? for a moment to the wedding mm -hmm. okay yes yes we didn't talk about the wedding too much i mean because it's how much do we really need to go into it for like the major plot points right but the but. fact that like so liz the bride who's marrying into this family marrying york she's asian she is dancing with her dad and for the father-daughter dance and they're dancing to I'll make love to you and you know it's yeah. this whole oh gosh they don't even realize why this is so inappropriate we have to jump in and save and I just mm -hmm. found it so uh, that was the cringiest part to me yeah it's like I yeah. I was just like are, are, this feels racist honestly yeah. like it i can't imagine anyone who who's sitting there watching this first of all you get such small amount of representation mm -hmm. in any movies for a lot of asian actors and that's changing slowly finally more and more but she's she's clearly some token diversity in this movie yes. and to then play it as she's somehow like bafflingly clueless to right. pick and dance to that song i don't know i just it, i wanted them to do better it's it's like why are why are you trying to make these group of people look yeah it's definitely ignorant. punching down yeah, it, it's it's making them, and it's like Liz is a highly intelligent woman. Like we know this, she's a very smart woman, and it, I, it, I, it put me off to yeah. be quite honest. Absolutely. And also another thing I noticed in that in okay, so they're aside from the her Liz's parents and Liz, there are no other Asian people mm -hmm. at the wedding. You don't even see her family in the in the shots the main shots yeah. all you see are the main characters and their background actors are yeah not properly represented yeah so. it's a really good point yeah do better do better do better Hollywood. do better we're all watching mm -hmm. so for this section not much more for bingo again but we do get a wedding and we do get a shirtless hottie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we jump into act four. We're, we're chugging along. We're getting there in the story. So this section is all aboard the Ryan Gosling train. Yes. In which our lovebirds wake up on Day of the Dead, I might add and celebrate with a little horizontal mambo <laughs> she's embarrassed to wake up with morning breath um but he clearly doesn't care he goes in for the kiss and it is on again jackson is clearly excited for this new development in their relationship and she clearly is not 
insecurity gets the best of her and she practically throws him out of her place like immediately after they've slept together. Um, He's clearly hurt, but determined to play it off like no big deal at Thanksgiving. So it's obvious that like Sloan, she's just excited to have a plus one, a seat at the adult's table. And he's like, I'm going to play it off and play it cool to still be able to go on the holidays and, you know, still see her. But once Jackson gets there, it's obvious that no one can play it cool. So Jackson is like clearly the adult here (laughs) and he reveals that he liked her from the moment they met in the mall tells her basically he had to play it cool to get a date with her and he tells her basically that he wants to give a real relationship a chance so sloan shoots him down yet again Mm -hmm. and so he rightfully takes off like i would have been out of there six months before i had been in his shoes um so she returns for thanksgiving dinner alone and her mother is again way too excited to relish in her daughter's single status and i just do not get it and so we kind of leave things where Uh, They have this big issue with the aunt's date that she has brought, has a, like, (laughs) heart attack in the middle of the family fight. They Dan Loria from The Wonder Years, by the way. Basically, we end things with her on the outs with Jackson and rethinking the whole approach that she's had to the holiday dating when she sees how like standoffish her aunt is about her holiday and the fact that she has ditched Farouk even though she was really excited about him um, but then sees him at the ER where apparently he works when he's not reattaching toes and fingers out in the boondocks and yeah. <laughs> and so they reconnect and it's like finally making Sloan rethink I do want to bring something up and mm-hmm. I, maybe this is just me but their whole sex scene really didn't sit well with me when I was watching it, especially as it's been this whole buildup. Um, I do feel like it's worth mentioning that technically she did ask him to leave and he didn't the night right. before. Right. Then she said she didn't like kissing in the morning, but he still went in for the kiss. It, it appears like they played this whole plot point as consensual, but with all the really important social dialogue we've been having, um, you know, around the nuances of sexual, um, you know, consensual sex and pressure and power dynamics, like post Me Too movement, um, I don't know, I just really love to see more care taken with these scenes in the visual love stories that we see portrayed because that to me did, I, I feel like it was, it was portrayed as consensual, but if you really just look at those elements of what took place between them, I feel like it could potentially not be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I question. I, 
I agree. I think in that particular scene when she doesn't want to be kissed, um, she's like, I don't like it. It's gross. Like, I think a more endearing reaction would have been him to like kiss her on the forehead, you know, something where he's like, he wants to show her this affection because he clearly has feelings for her. Um, but he's still respecting her boundaries. Right. Or him say like, I don't care. And then her go in for the kiss. Like, right. There are still ways to play this scene out without her putting a boundary. I mean, physically. (laughs) Right. Blanket. And then, you know, verbally by saying that. And, you know, and, and I don't know. It did not read. If you think about it in that way, and then her being like, you can leave if you want. Like, this could have played very differently. Yes. (laughs) As him thinking, hey, everything's great. And her being like, that was awkward and uncomfortable. And I didn't want that to happen. I felt like we've watched, we've watched them (laughs) empty their bowels and lose limbs. (laughs) (laughs) we've gotten to we've earned this moment and then for it to be like cringy or just I don't know I was I was pretty bummed about that so the squares that you can cross off for bingo from this section are burned food we get a holiday breakup and someone learns a lesson with Aunt Susan and Farouk so now we're fast approaching the end. We get to the final act of the movie titled Jackson. <laughs> and <laughs> in our final act, everyone's clearly miserable. Names have been called, feelings have been hurt, and all looks lost until they pass each other on the escalator at the mall. Like, seriously, they've spent more time at the mall in this one movie than I have in the last five years. <laughs> it's a lot. There are a lot of mall scenes. And they even call it out. They're like, oh, my God, it's fate. He's here. And she's like, nah, he's always here. I'm like, he's always here. You're, you're always here, too. You're both always here. You're in Chicago. You live in Chicago, and you're both in your 30s. And you're spending uh, your time at the mall. And you're spending time at the mall. <laughs> I'm just saying it's <laughs> it's not normal. <laughs> he's genuinely shocked and excited to see her until he sees that she's like awkward and dismissive, which I mean, at this point, like seriously, Sloan, you were just stalking his apartment a scene ago. I don't mm-hmm. know what her deal is. <laughs> is she just right. at this point? Um, she's just going to let it go until her niece, who is our resident cute kid of the film, convinces her yeah convinces her not to let the moment go like honestly I feel like of all the women in that family that little girl has her head straight (laughs) she's (laughs) the most of anyone (laughs) she's exhibited a lot of um emotional maturity yes she convinces her not to let the moment go but it's too late. Jackson is like so obviously over her shit. And honestly, I get it, dude. <laughs> I would be too. Yeah. So she goes running 
through the mall and jumps up <laughs> on a choir stage because of course there's a stage with a choir singing carols mm-hmm. to declare her love. So Jackson like initially plays it cool, but he's obviously so relieved. So yes. he kissed, you know, they kiss, they make up and they make plans for the new the next New Year's Eve, which was I think a really good way to end it. Yes. yes. I I would have take done like asked for another take with them to hit that line a little bit harder as like a <laughs> got any plans for New Year's Eve? Mm-hmm. Cuz it was kind of this toss away like so New Year's Eve? Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and I missed it the first time watching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I really like the line that she says when she's on the stage and she's like you're the only one I want to go through chemo with. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh. everyone gasps, and she's like, no, 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 it's 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 a joke. It's 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 yeah, uh, great I mean, line, totally, and a nice recall back to that fateful Mother's Day. Yes, <laughs> as her mom is like, so you're just gonna go through chemo alone? She's like, why am I gonna go through chemo, mom? <laughs> so, a really great mother, mm-hmm. <laughs> really supportive. So we close out the movie with happy endings for everybody. Jackson and Sloan visit Australia. Her sister and brother are both happily married. Farouk and Aunt Susan get engaged. Yay. Here for it. <laughs> Sloan's mother is in hog heaven with Aunt Susan's latest holiday. And even Jackson's work friend finds love with the clingy girl from last Christmas and all of her dolls. (laughs) But yeah, so that wraps everything up in one big holiday bow. And it leaves us with our final bingo squares, which are the wise sage imparts advice from her niece. We get some carol singers up there singing, Jackson! And (laughs) we get a declaration of love. And we, like, just when we think we're done, we round it out with best friend finds love. Right. And so that's kind of a nice... A nice little ending. So we're going to go through each top, each of us is going to go through our top moment um, and going to choose which favorite ridiculous moment deserves to be the center square of this week's bingo card. I chose Matt Lauer tattoo. <laughs> A really good one. <laughs> because Princess Leia with the Matt Lauer tattoo. <laughs> it was so bizarre. It was so that bizarre. whole scene was really, really, really bizarre and really out there. And that character was really out there. I still really don't understand why she wanted to buy all of their things. I uh, I don't know why she really wanted to buy khaki pants and pajamas. I'm I, sorry, khaki pants. <laughs> khaki pants. Uh, I don't understand. But uh, yeah. she had, they had mentioned having bad tattoos and then she lifts up her leg and she's like, I've got a bad tattoo. Was and it her leg or was it her, I think it was on her stomach. Was it her stomach? Okay. Either way, I was like, I don't need to be seeing that. <laughs> Matt Lauer tattoo. No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, who is this movie for? <laughs> right. Exactly. 
exactly. So I thought that was just so ridiculous and so wild among many other scenes in this movie. There was quite a few, which I really appreciated. Um, what was your favorite ridiculous moment? Look, I am still not over the fact that he blew his finger off in this movie <laughs> and they played it like that just happened. <laughs> That's no big deal. I had a M80 in my hand and somehow we managed to only sever one finger. And as you know, Farouk says like, oh good. It was like a clean break. I was like, no way. That way your finger or multiple fingers would be in like pieces in the sand. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I don't, yeah, one finger. And I'm like this, the sanitation of it, like if it's been contaminated, like real talk, like, is it really an appendage that you can save? I mean, look, I don't, I don't know the specifics on how to, yes, we just want to let you, we're putting that out there. We are not surgeons, but (laughs) in case you had been wondering up until this moment, but honestly, everything, I just, I, when we got to that point, I was like, is it, did that literally just really happen? Yeah. And, and the fact that, you know, he's like, but it's my fuck you finger. And he's all concerned that he won't be able to flip people off. Like yeah. you are by your own, you know, announcement, a professional golfer. <laughs> I would think that you losing your middle finger on one of your hands would be a big deal. I'm yeah. never, ge- I'm never getting over that. That's forever seared into my brain with this movie. Children sifting through sand for a severed finger in a holiday rom-com. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's unusual. <laughs> it's unusual. And I appreciated that scene too. Yeah. Um. So I just want to get like a chemistry read from you. Okay. Okay. Would this relationship happen? Like how they meet or how they, you know, however you want to interpret it, how they're the types of people that we know them to be Yeah. or the situations they're in, any of that. Okay. So is this happening? Actor chemistry eight i think these two characters emma roberts and luke bracy have really great chemistry together um likelihood of this relationship actually happening in the 90s (laughs) i will also give it an eight if this were to happen now in 2019 zero in 2020 negative negative zero like in 2019 three people are at the mall and in 2020 anyone at that mall is in a mask and so you're never gonna see their face you're never gonna know yes (laughs) so now that we've read their chemistry I feel like it's time for a reality check do you have any like tidbits or movie trivia for us Cal oh yes I certainly do um It just all goes back to the 90s, guys. This is a huge theme in this film. Uh, The director, who is John Whitesell, uh, he's directed Deck the Halls. He's directed many episodes of 90s shows, like 
Law and Order, oh. Roseanne, oh. Blossom. Wow. Um, so there is a theme here um, that uh, it just made things make more sense. Right. It's where it's his comfort zone. It's his comfort zone. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think he did a fantastic job. I think it yeah. was directed very well. Yeah. Uh, the writer and executive producer is Tiffany Paulson. Uh, she wrote the screenplay for the Nancy Drew movie. Oh, okay. So that's starred, where Emma started. Yeah. yeah or Emma Stone. Emma, <laughs> Emma, Roberts. Emma Roberts comes in. Um, yeah, so to that end, uh, Tiffany Paulson, the writer, also said she's already got a sequel in mind. Uh, what? Yes. And the sequel, she, it's been reported that she would want the, the sequel to be set in Australia. Oh. And us kind of examining this, quote, fish out of water scenario with Sloan meeting Jackson's family. Oh, my God. And, Why didn't mom answer the phone? Right. And <laughs> she's dubbing it Holomates. Interesting. Okay. Mm. And then so like, what? Okay. It's, it's a whole bunch of Australian holidays. <laughs> Yes, so they're in. They're, they're, they're like an holiday. Aboriginal's day that they in, can culturally appropriate. <laughs> I think it's a bit about her being in this whole different culture. Yeah, and and you know having to deal with like his family, and that's going to be an interesting. Uh, if if it happens, I I'm interested in watching it. Look. I don't want any more gross out comedy. Yeah. Paulson, if you're, I will watch it. I will watch this movie. Like, yes. I, like it's built in. I'm going to watch this movie, but like, just like leave the laxatives at home. No poop. No poop. No, no poop. Pooping. Let's keep the she, fingers reattached. Let's, yeah. let's let, let's let everybody have all their appendages from the start to the end of the movie. Right. And my last uh, factoid is um as we know it was filmed in atlanta um the mall is actually set in gwinnett place mall in duluth that's where they filmed all of those mall scenes okay and um that is actually the same shopping center that they use in netflix other vehicle stranger things the star Star yeah the starcourt mall is the same mall that's super fascinating. It so does, it is cool. the same layout. That was cool. Yeah. yeah pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Would you recommend this movie, Cal? I know I already shared my thoughts <laughs> yes. and feelings. <laughs> I I would. I think it takes a very different approach to the classic rom-com Christmas movies. Um and I think people who love them and loathe them will actually appreciate it. You can get through the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, guys, that's our show. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Meet Cute and Mistletoe. And we also hope you enjoyed Holiday. Subscribe, write a review, share with your friends, and connect with us on social. So we're on meetcuteandmistletoe.com, on Twitter at mcmistletoepod, and uh, Insta and all other social at meetcuteandmistletoe. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Hope you have fun playing bingo.
Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Meet Cute and Mistletoe is produced by Kelly Ray and Lindsay Hathaway. Music and audio by Grendel. Artwork by Renee Granillo.